Hey babes, welcome to Holy Babes Podcast. I'm your host, Nisha Pleasant, and you are listening to Season 2, Episode 14 of Holy Babes Podcast. Today's episode is called The Babe is Coming. So as you guys already know, Christmas is on its way, and I wanted to talk about what happened leading up to the birth of Jesus Christ. Um, So this is going to be Part 1, and next week we'll be getting into Part 2. Now let's go ahead and get things started. We'll pray and get into today's episode. Please grab your pens, your highlighters, your notebooks, and of course, your Bibles, and let's get into it. Lord, we thank you for another day to uplift your holy and mighty name and come together so that we can read your word. Lord, we ask that as we study your word, we ask that you give us the ability through the Holy Spirit to be able to understand the information that you have given to us. And we ask that you reveal everything that you have for us to learn. And may your love and your spirit fill every room under the sound of my voice, Lord. I humble myself and I lift you up. May there be no distractions, nothing from the enemy trying to interrupt anyone who is studying. May they stay focused on you during this message, Lord, and may they be able to hear your voice, Lord. May the Holy Spirit speak through me. I ask that you lead and guide me so that I may be able to teach in a way that is pleasing to you, Lord. Again, I humble myself and I uplift you, Lord, so that you can use me to glorify the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, so we're going to be reading from Luke chapter one. Um, You can choose to listen or you can grab your Bible and read along with me. We are going to start off reading from verse 11 all the way down to 25. So it says, While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son. And you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth, and he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be he will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Zechariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary, wondering why he was taking so long. He couldn't speak to them. Then they realized from his gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. When Zechariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. Soon afterward, his wife, Elizabeth, became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. How kind the Lord is, she exclaimed. He has taken away my disgrace of having no children. So let's do a summary of what we just read. So an angel named Gabriel appeared to Zechariah and he tells he tells him that his prayers have been answered and that him and his wife at their old age they will be having a baby this baby will end up being John the Baptist 
So when you look at verses 13 through 17, um, we're going to focus especially on verse 17. It says that John will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. And when it says that John will help to prepare the people for the coming of the Lord, it's referring to Jesus Christ. John helped to pave the way for the coming of Jesus Christ. So later on in the Bible, when you look at John chapter 1, verses 29 through 30, it says, The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one I was talking about when I said, A man is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. Something else that I wanted to go over was verses 18 through 20, and I'm going to reread that for you guys. And it says, Zachariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It is he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. So Zechariah clearly doubted and he did not believe that him and his wife could have a child. He says in verse 18, how can I be sure this will happen? But there is no faith in that. When you walk by faith, Everything does not look all well put together. Some things you have to work towards. And as you work towards them, you see those pieces come together piece by piece by piece. But he wanted to know for sure. And he asked, how can I be certain that this will happen? How can I be sure that this will happen? So because of Zachariah's lack of faith and his doubt, the angel named Gabriel shut his mouth. And made it so he was unable to speak until that baby, whose name was John, John the Baptist, was born. So, in verse 20, Gabriel says, For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. And this reminds me that God's promises will always be fulfilled at the right timing. And that we should not doubt God. The angel Gabriel shut Zachariah's mouth because he was doubtfully speaking against the plans of God. You have to remember that God is the one who sent Gabriel. Gabriel says himself, I sit in the very presence of God. Something else that this reminds me of is when Jesus rebuked Peter. Jesus rebuked Peter because Peter was focused on the earthly things instead of the spiritual. So seeing goes through Zachariah. He wasn't walking by faith. He was walking by sight. He was relying on his own understanding that according to human logic, it's not possible for somebody of old age to have a child. So something that we can learn from Zechariah and just how the angel shut his mouth is that we believers have to learn to shut our own mouths when we have doubt. Instead of speaking in doubt, we should instead seek God and ask him to increase our faith. We have to be careful not to speak death and we have to make sure to instead speak life and come into agreement with the things that God is saying instead of going against them 
in speaking against them because the things of God are always going to be beyond our basic human understanding because we are human and he can only reveal those things to us through the Holy Spirit. And this is why God tells us not to lean on our own understanding. When you lean on your own understanding, you are not being led by the Holy Spirit. You're being led by your flesh because our understanding is not the same as the knowledge that we can gain from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us knowledge that surpasses our human understanding because it comes from God. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. All right, now we're going to read Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Now be sure to pay attention to Mary's response because we will be comparing Zechariah and Mary's responses in a second. So let's go ahead and read Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Then the angel left her. All right, so let's do a summary. So Elizabeth is now six months pregnant and An angel appears to a virgin woman named Mary who is engaged to marry a man named Joseph. And these are going to be Jesus's parents. So this angel tells her that she will be the mother of the son of God, who is, of course, Jesus. So Mary asks, how is this going to happen? Because I am a virgin. And I found it really interesting how Mary didn't freak out or get doubtful. She just asked how. She didn't say, how can I be certain this will happen as Zachariah did? After reading this, I kind of sat on this for a little while and I realized that Mary just wanted to know the game plan. That in verses 35 through 37, in verses 35 through 37, the angel tells her how this is going to happen. And Mary responds and she says in verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel leaves her. So in verse 38, this shows that Mary believed that God would fulfill his word. She didn't question the angel. 
and ask, how can she be sure this would happen? She believed and she was ready to be used by God. She says, I am a servant of the Lord and may everything you have said come true. She is not speaking against it. Instead, she is coming into agreement with it. And she is saying, may everything you have said and every word that has been spoken be fulfilled. May it come true. So we should be doing the same thing. Some of us are speaking against the very things that God is trying to get you to come into agreement with. You have to learn to shut your mouth. And to stop speaking death over yourself or stop speaking death over other people and expecting life to come out those situations. Speak life and pray and seek God and don't come into agreement with the enemy and expect for life to be the outcome for things to flourish and grow when you're speaking death instead of life. So this is just a reminder to humble yourself. And to really seek God and not lean on your own understanding for anything. If there's ever anything that you don't understand, instead of speaking against it, seek God so that you can, so that he can give you knowledge and understanding of the situation. Because what you don't want to do is come into agreement with the enemy and speak against the things of God. So that is pretty much it for today. As always, I thank you guys so much for tuning in. And may God bless each and every one of you. And I'm going to go ahead and pray you guys out. And I pray that all of you have an amazing and blessed day. Um, in part two, we will be discussing Joseph's response to Mary's pregnancy. And then we will talk about Mary's visit with Elizabeth and then the birth of John. Let's go ahead and do our end prayer. God, I thank you so much for the words of wisdom that you've given to us today, God. If there's anyone that's listening who needs to grow in their faith, Lord, I pray that you will increase their faith, God. We ask that you help them to realize that you are God and that you have spoken great things over their lives, Father God, and that they should come into agreement with the things that you have for them, Lord. We thank you for keeping us in your perfect will, Lord, and we ask that you help us to trust in you in all things, God, and not lean on our own understanding, God. We ask that you erase all the doubt from our minds, Father God, and that you replace that doubt with your perfect peace, God. And we ask that you fill us with patience and faith to be able to continue to push through whatever season that we may be in, God, as you also give us the strength as well, God, so that we can get through this season. Again, we thank you so much for what you've done, Lord, and everything that you have shown us today. And I pray that you protect everyone who is listening, Lord. Let no harm come to them, God. And may they be protected and covered by your precious blood. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, babes. I love you so much, but Jesus loves you more. Stay holy and stay blessed. See ya.